Good day and welcome to Unbox Your Gift. I'm your host, Rita Joyan. Our podcast series is all about how to turn your passion into a profession. And one of the biggest stumbling blocks that creates that transition from a passion to a profession, and what we mean by profession is, what I mean by profession is creating impact, influence, and income with that thing that you love to do. A lot of the times when I've coached people, when I've mentored them, the number one thing they want to do is that they want to make a contribution, you know, do something that has meaning attached to them for them and be able to, at the same time, be able to create that level of income for them. So the impact, influence and income. And what I want to talk to you today about is to build that, that, that ability to create the profession from the passion comes with your ability to trust yourself comes with your level of confidence. And here's what I mean by that. Most of the time, when we are doing something different, when we're going to uncharted territory, when we're doing something for the first time that's unfamiliar, it's going to feel awkward. You you know that. It's going to feel strange, awkward. I'm not sure if I'm doing this right. You're probably feeling doubtful. Even feelings of I'm not enough. I don't know if I'm good enough, young enough, old enough knowledgeable enough, whatever the enough is, you know, whatever your enough is, those thoughts come into play each and every time we do something that's different or that's new to us. And the way that most people have jumped from passion to profession, the impact, influence and income, when you take a look at all the previous guests that have been on this podcast, and the future ones that are going to come on. They share one specific characteristic. They all trust themselves and they all have confidence. Now, confidence and trust varies. It's situational. You might be confident driving a car, but if you have to stand in front of an audience and speak, well, your confidence kind of wavers. So confidence is really situational and trust is a big part of it because the biggest What's the word? The biggest level of angst people have in jumping to their profession from their passion is that I don't know if this is going to work. I don't know if this is really going to be the real thing. Am I wasting my time? Am I wasting any money? Am I wasting any resources? Are people going to laugh at me? Is my husband or wife going to think I'm insane? Am I throwing everything away? And here's how to build trust within yourself. Your trust, your trust in yourself is a direct There's a direct relationship between how you've kept to your commitments in the past. Here's what I mean. When you've said to someone, I'll meet you at 3 a.m. Oh, 3 a.m., good on you. Um, If if you are going to have an interview, which I have had interviews at 2 a.m. in the morning, sometimes 3. When I have said that, when I have said to someone, I'll meet you uh, for a coffee, or I will go and I'll say to someone, let's meet here, or I'm going to do activity A or activity B, and the moment that I don't do it or I fall short of the commitment, whether it's personal or professional commitment, doesn't matter. The moment that I don't keep to my word, my word to myself, what that does unconsciously is that it pretty much puts a little dent in my ability to trust myself. And over time, that dent goes further in and in and in. Until the time it comes for me to make a decision and then I can't, I'm paralyzed because I'm scared. And the reason why I'm scared is because there is a history of 
decision-making that I have not kept to my word. But if you think about it, if every time you've met, you've made an appointment for something as trivial as meeting someone for coffee, attending to your parents when you say you're going to do it, uh, not cancelling just because you didn't feel like it, when you've kept to your word and you've had a history of doing that, unconsciously, remember this is all unconscious stuff that I'm now bringing to your conscience, is when there is now a moment of decision that you need to accelerate, that you need to progress, that you need to actually move forward in, there's going to be less hesitation, less doubt, less indecision because you have a history of keeping to your word. So when you say, I want to take this passion for writing and I want to create a profession out of it, yeah, you're going to have angst and a bit of anxiousness, and, but it's going to be far, far, a small amount than that person who has a history of not committing to their word. And so anytime you say you're going to do something, you want to give your utmost to follow through. And this is advice to myself and to you. Because the greatest way in which we can prove to ourselves that we will follow through, we will do our whatever is humanly possible for us, our human capability to see something through, the result is with God. At the end of the day, the result is with God. But in our human capacity, if we can do all we can in terms of keeping to our word, then we're building the trust muscle within ourselves. And that trust muscle is going to carry us through with the decisions that scare the bejeevers out of us. They give us the hibbity-jibbities, right? Those decisions that you're kind of going one step forward, two steps back, umming and ahhing. It's kind of playing a ping-pong game in your head. Should I not? Should I go for it? And sometimes the only way you can actually leap to the profession is because, well, you've got no other choice. But when you have, so for example, if someone has been fired from their job, or has quit their job and can't go back, well, the decision to move from passion to profession is because, well, there is no other choice. So you have to make the leap and there's a force that has to push you towards that. But when you have choice, when you maybe have a partner that's bringing in a steady income, when you maybe have a full-time job and you want to start the side gig, turning the passion into a profession, now you've got choice. You know, not, there's not much, you know, because you've got an out, right? You've got a security blanket, so to speak. You have something to cushion you from a fall. And so that's why when you are brought to that point where you need to make a decision and your trust in yourself is needed, it's harder for you to invest in yourself. It's harder for you to take the take the time off work to spend. It's hard for you to buy the book or the resource or to give yourself the benefit of the doubt and double down and just bet on yourself, bet on your ability because you have a history of not meeting the standard, not meeting the commitment, you know, reducing that level of trust in yourself. So that it brings us now to then how do we remedy? How do we remedy if you don't have trust in yourself, if you have very little trust, or you want to increase the trust, how do we then remedy the deficiency of trust so that when we make decisions, we come from a place of confidence, we have a place of know-how. Because one of the things that I've realized is interviewing the people that I have and seeing the people around me, they just have a way of knowing it's going to work. And the reason why or some, some form of it is going to work, and the reason why they have that belief is they have the trust in themselves that they'll do what it takes, 
to follow through. They wouldn't have that belief if the foundation of trust in themselves they hadn't been working on. So trust is not something that you just do in your career. Trust is not something that you just build and build the muscle of from nine to five or in the working environment. It's the commitment you have to your spouse that you say you're going to do something, you're going to do it. The commitment to your parents, when you said you were going to do something, you're going to do it, to your siblings. And when you can follow through on that and build a history, a reference, so for your brain, when it's making a decision, it can refer to all the times when it has been able to move forward because of the trust, when it has been, you have evidence of yourself fulfilling commitment and keeping to your word and therefore keeping the trust within yourself, now it's so much easier to move forward. So to remedy that is from now on, don't make a commitment unless you're going to keep to your word. To give you an example, um, one of the mosques in our area have just recently opened up near where I live. It took 17 years for the mosque to be built in the area where I live. And the reason why it took 17 years is because every time they tried to build the mosque, there were protests, the government, the state government was taken to court to prevent the mosque from being built. So it was going back and forth, back and forth, and until finally, thank God, it was built. And it's a place of worship where people just go to worship God, and that's all it is. And then people go out about their day. And so what had happened is one of the ladies had asked me to help with volunteering work. So the volunteering work of different nature, you know, some community work, they needed people to just be there for helping the community, you know, do certain things. And as much as I wanted to say yes, I knew, I knew that I wasn't, would not be able to commit because my schedule is such that I'm hardly in the one place for a very long time because I move quite frequently because of my work, the nature of my work. And so I said to her, no, I can't. Thank you so much. I would love to, but I cannot. And so she said, okay. Then she saw me and she said, listen, it's okay. We will work within your schedule. Whenever you can come, great, help us out. Whenever you can't come. I said, I'm just not physically in the same state sometimes. And that's why it's hard for me. And the reason why I'm sharing with with this with you guys is so not for any other reason, but the intention behind it is so you understand how I'm, I'm, I'm trying to practice this in my own life and be very careful to what I commit to. And so it, there's, a, there's a demonstration here for me trying to practice this in my own life and not just saying to you, well, I just got this down pat, right? So she saw me after I had said I declined, I wasn't able to. She saw me face to face just out as I was you know, going about my business. And she said to me, listen, it's fine. We'll work around you whenever you are uh, You are here. Please come and join us in our meetings and so forth. And if you're not, don't worry. We just need help. I said, listen, I can recruit people to help you who may, who may want to be able to have give the time because they are permanently here in the city and they're not moving around as much. But and she kind of convinced me, okay, put it this way. But I, I still said to her, look, I can't. But because she asked me again, I felt kind of bad inside myself to say no again, right? Like I felt pretty bad to decline. And she's an older lady than me, and I, I just felt like guilty for declining again because she's older than me and she's a very sweet lady and I wanted to help her. And so I kind of said, okay, like I you know, shyly said yes. And then 
I went home and it was just bugging me. It's like in my my gut, it was like, I, I just know I'm not going to be able to commit. And yes, she's given me dispensation to, you know, if I'm not here, but I still don't feel that's, that's not, that's not right for what they need. They need someone who is always here and always able to help. And I just knew even though her kindness and her generosity was being extended to me to compensate for my, you know, work and my travel arrangements, but I still felt that what she needed, I could not give. And so I saw her again and I said to her, listen, I really appreciate it, but I cannot because I cannot commit to something. And the reason I'm sharing that with you guys is because this is going to build the trust muscle in me. And if I'm constantly feeling guilty that, oh, I didn't do this, and yes, they're being nice to me, but I know my commitments. Like, I know the obligation on me. I mean, this is community work. This is helping people. And if I'm only doing it half the time, then it's wrong. It's going to impact my decision-making. It's going to impact my, my guilt eating at me. Do you see what I, do you see the bigger picture here? And so I went to her and I said, I'm happy to help you anytime I'm here, but not as a regular full-time member because I just can't commit to what's needed, what you really deserve and need, what the community really deserves and needs. I can't commit to that. And I'm sharing that with you in the hope, in the hope that that you see your own commitments, you see your own what you're being committed to, what you're putting your hand up for, and you only put your hand up for what you really believe you can actually meet because that is building a muscle, even in your personal life, especially in your personal life. Because your personal life is what's going into your professional life. Your character is built on how you've been. That's just getting taken into your professional life. And so it's very important that whatever you're practicing on a daily basis, it's this mindfulness, the intentional living is keeping to the commitments that you keep because I have other commitments outside of that that I have to fulfill and something's going to fall, something is just not going to work, I'm then going to feel, and then the guiltiness about it, I can prevent it from the get-go. But that's about being really in tune and in touch with what your vision is, what you want to contribute to and what you can actually give without overcommitting. Because I could have said yes, but I would have overcommitted and just gotten, you know, nothing would have been done 100%. Things would have been done a little bit here, a little bit there. Whereas now I get more control of my time, more control of what I'm doing. And in that place, when I say I'm going to do something, they will know, I will know, most importantly, because it's my commitment to it, that it will get done, inshallah, God willing. And so I'm sharing that with you guys is to, if you want to build trust, if you want to build confidence, if you want to be able to have the ability to move from passion to profession, to create income, influence, and income, it all stems from how much do you trust yourself. And if you're feeling that maybe your trust levels are low, are wavering, can be increased, then start looking at how do you keep to your word. And it all matters. It all matters. Even like this lady who said to me, oh, don't worry, we'll accommodate. It's still not fair. I know what she needs. And even if someone says, oh, don't worry, it matters because your word is everything. Your word is what counts. 
Your word is what matters. Your word is what's going to keep you committed. Your word is what's going to give you trust. Your word is what's going to give you the confidence to leap, to make the leaps, to make the progress, to accelerate, to change gears, to recalibrate, because you trust in yourself. And when you trust that instinct and you can trust your decision-making, it all comes from that foundation of history that you have about how you have kept to your word. That's advice to me and that's advice to yourself. So take a look at your calendar. Take a look at your what's required of you. Are you overcommitted? Because if you're feeling guilt, if you're feeling run down, you are not keeping to your word. There are things eating at you and that plays into your trust levels. What do you need to take off your plate? What do you need to be able to take off and just have space to have nothing there? so that you can build that trust muscle once again and then add those things on because it's everything, all the things that we do from unboxing your gift, from finding that gift that you're good at to transferring that from a passion to a profession is all personal development. All we're ever doing in our career, in our personal life, in our working life is developing ourselves personally. And that's the biggest lesson that we're taking is how do we constantly refine and recalibrate our own character, our own habits, our own way of being, our intentional way of being. And so rather than saying yes, 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 it's really being intentional. It's intentional living, living with that intention of giving it your all or just giving a space, creating that space for someone else to take that. Because there are many ladies now who are much in a much better capacity with the time and the resources to commit to a greater level and give to the community what they need. So I hope that's helped you. I hope that's been able to really give you an understanding of how to build trust because it really becomes that easy. So it's really a personal development journey that you and I are embarking on that every person, and no one kind of arrives, nobody quote-unquote arrives. It's every day it's building the muscle. Every day it's keeping your word. Every day it's creating that area, that character in yourself that you can rely on yourself. In yourself in terms of believing in your ability, believing in the God-given gifts that have been given and the way to really Harness the skill set in doing that is to build that trust within yourself. Keep to your word. If nothing is too small, nothing is too big. When you can build that trust in yourself, and in when I can build it in myself, because remember, no one else arrives. We all are on the journey. When we can do that wholeheartedly and confidently, and it's a muscle, it takes time. That's when we come to a decision, when God gives the opportunity. We're not going to freak out. We're going to, we might get a bit scared. We might get a bit excited. We might get a lot of things. But we have enough belief in ourselves to double down and take a bet on ourselves.